Welcome to Talking Facts, what you need to know about family, food, finance, and fitness. This nationally recognized, award-winning podcast is hosted by the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program. Our educators share research knowledge with individuals, families, and communities to improve quality of life. Hello, and welcome to Talking Facts. This is your host, Dr. Jennifer Hunter, Assistant Director for Family Consumer Sciences Extension at the University of Kentucky. Today, I'm pleased to be joined by Natalie Jones, our Extension Specialist for Family Health. Welcome, Natalie. Thanks for having me. Natalie, today we're talking a topic that has been in the news quite a bit recently. We're talking all about the flu vaccine. And as flu season is rapidly approaching, experts and doctors are worrying about that this season could be worse than previous seasons. While there's no way to determine how bad the flu season could possibly be this year, I think the big concern is the overlap between the flu season and the coronavirus pandemic and that that should cause some issues. So today we're going to talk about the the flu vaccine and let's just get started and say why should someone get vaccinated? Right. So the influenza vaccine can prevent the spread of influenza or the flu, right? And the flu is a really contagious disease that spreads in the US every year around this fall season. I just want to point out that anyone can get the flu, but there are some people who are at a higher risk. And so that is infants, people 65 years of age and older, pregnant women, and people with certain health conditions, or if they have a weakened immune system. So they're at a higher risk of getting some complications from the flu. So that includes pneumonia, bronchitis, sinus infections, and ear infections. And so I just want to point out that If you have any hesitations about getting the flu vaccine, then I would highly recommend talking to your healthcare provider and talking out those questions or hesitations that you might have. So we talked about just at the very beginning there, the combination of flu season and the coronavirus. What are the first symptoms of COVID-19 versus the flu? Right. So it can be hard to determine about COVID-19 and flu, which is a big reason why people are concerned about both coming in at the same time. They both have a similar list of symptoms. Again, they can vary from person to person though. And as we have seen, these COVID-19 symptoms can be confused with allergies or a flu or a stomach bug. And so the first symptom of the flu after some analysis is typically a cough, whereas for coronavirus, the first symptom is typically a fever. So this is just typically, but again, everything varies per person. So again, call your physician, call your healthcare provider if you start to have symptoms and if you need to get tested for COVID-19, because obviously there are more similarities between COVID-19 and the flu than there are differences. So for example, the common symptoms for the flu and for COVID-19 are the fever or having chills, cough, shortness of breath, fatigue, sore throat, runny or stuffy nose, headache, and sometimes even vomiting or diarrhea. So those are all COVID-19 symptoms and flu symptoms. So if you start experiencing one, call your healthcare provider right away. 
I know that that's one thing that I'm concerned about just for my family is kind of as we head into flu season, if one of us got sick, how are we going to know if it's COVID or the flu? And I I think we just all need to be extra vigilant this year. And so that kind of leads into the question of when should people get their flu shots? Yeah. So the Center of Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, specifies that September and October are the perfect time to get vaccinated. This is just a fun tip to know as well, is that once you're vaccinated and you get your shot, it takes about two weeks for that protection to develop after getting the vaccine. So September to October, because we know that flu season really comes in starting in October. So mid-September is perfect time to start. So Natalie, I'm going to tell you that I felt very accomplished this year because I managed to get my entire family's flu shot exactly mid-September that I just, one morning I set out as a goal that I was going to call and figure out how to get everybody their flu shot because with our kiddos, we needed to go through our pediatrician and then I had to see what our insurance had available in terms of options and availability. But it didn't take me long at all and I pretty much got everybody hammered out within a couple hours hours, including getting my husband and mine scheduled day of. It just took a few minutes to get it scheduled and to actually go over and get the flu shot. Yep. That's exactly how we did it here with my family as well. We did drive up flu shot, really easy call ahead. We showed up at the time slot allotted for us, rolled down the window. The nurse gave us our shot and that was that off on the road again. Right. So I've often heard that you can get the flu from the flu shot. Is that a truth or is that a myth? That is a myth. That is false. The influenza vaccine does not cause the flu, but about 50% of parents were skeptical of the flu shot because they believed that you could get the flu from the vaccine. But in reality, the flu shot can't and won't give you the flu. So We do not need to be worried about that. It protects us from getting the flu. So what happens when you get a flu shot? Yeah, so again, people are concerned, right, that they're going to get the flu, but the flu shot, the flu vaccine does not give you the flu or cause the flu. The most common symptom after a flu shot is arm pain. So about 20% of people experience soreness in the arm that they got the flu shot in, and that can last about a day, but then it, it goes away. Sometimes you can have fatigue or headaches, but for the most part, there's not a lot of symptoms that come from the flu shot. And there are different responses that people will have in an immune response from the vaccine. But again, it's not influenza and nothing dangerous. So I know I told you before we started recording that when I got my flu shot, did not hurt at all. My arm felt great. Uh, The next morning when I woke up, it was a little bit sore, but I thought, you know, I think I probably slept on it that night. So it was absolutely no big deal at all. You mentioned a little bit at the beginning about who should get the flu shot, but do you care to go into that in a little bit more detail? Yes. So I want to just press, press, press that everyone should get the flu shot and that there is no good reason not to get the the flu shot unless your medical provider specifically advises that you do that. Fun fact, the vaccine is produced with technology that uses eggs. So if you have an egg allergy, you may want to talk to your doctor about it. But even people with egg allergies are usually cleared to get the vaccine. Again, those at the greatest risk of flu complications, young children, 
those with pre-existing conditions, pregnant women, and anyone over the age of 65 should not delay in getting their vaccine. There's even a high dose shot available for people over 65. So my parents were really happy they qualified for that. And again, if you have hesitations about getting the flu vaccine, talk to your healthcare provider, but everyone should get the flu shot and you should get it as soon as possible. And again, let's just emphasize, why is it so important to get the flu shot this year, even if you've not gotten it in years past? Yeah, we're actually seeing a rise in people getting the flu shot this year for the first time or for the first time in a long time. And that is so, so important because at best, getting the flu shot can help limit the amount of trips people have to make to healthcare facilities. And each year, thousands of people in the U.S. die from the flu and many more are hospitalized. And the flu vaccine, getting that that shot can prevent millions of illnesses as well as flu-related visits to the doctor. And so, right, if the flu is sending a lot of people to healthcare facilities, then that's increasing their risk of catching the coronavirus and just having more people exposed. But it's especially important to get your flu shot um, and to reduce those flu-related hospitalizations because doctors depend on the same resources to treat the flu, like ventilators and and oxygen, as they do to keep COVID-19 patients alive. So I think that that is the key reason to get the flu shot this year is to not overwhelm our healthcare facilities and that they aren't competing for resources to treat people with the flu and with COVID-19. So really, obviously, just want to try to reduce all types of illnesses. And if we have a big flu wave, then we could potentially see an increase in in deaths because people are competing for resources or catching COVID-19 from a result. So Natalie, it does kind of make sense to me that wearing masks and staying at home more that many of the COVID-19 measures that we currently have in place should help protect against a bad flu season. Is that a logical assumption? Yeah, I think, you know, there's no way to know in advance how bad the coming flu season might be. But I do think that doctors suggest that measures like you're talking about, like wearing a mask or face covering and social distancing can help limit the spread of flu as well as COVID-19. And so that's perfect, even including hand washing, right? That's so big in um, limiting the spread of disease. So if you're able to wear your mask, socially distant, wash your hands, as well as get your flu shot, it can help prevent that rise as well. I also want to note that it's so important because of COVID-19 measures to get your flu shot, because if you do catch the flu, it could get your immune system suppressed um, to where coronavirus could easily move in. So that's just another reason why we want to make sure that we stay as healthy as we can and we get our flu shot as soon as we can. Natalie, as we wrap up today, any final thoughts or tips that you would like to leave us with? Yeah, just keep being healthy at home, stay home as often as you can when possible. I actually heard this the other day, but remembering our four W's for wellness, which is wearing a mask, watching our physical distancing. So that six foot distance between people is critical. Wash your hands. If you don't have soap and water, using hand sanitizer and windows. So this is something as we're coming into that winter season, fall season is that we want to keep that ventilation as much as possible. So if we do have to be inside with people opening up windows and that door to keep that airflow. So just making sure again, that we are trying to be as healthy as possible, 
avoiding people who are sick, staying home when we're sick, except to get medical care. Don't delay. That's a good, that's another tip. Don't delay medical appointments right now because you don't want to go in for an emergency procedure during the peak of cold and flu season, as well as with COVID-19 going on. So make sure you keep up with your healthcare appointments um, and stay safe. All great reminders, Natalie. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Talking Facts. We deliver programs focusing on nutrition, health, resource management, family development, and civic engagement. If you enjoyed today's podcast, have a question or a show topic idea, leave a like and a comment on Facebook at UKFCSEXT or send us an email at UKFCSEXT at UKY.edu. Visit us online at fcs.uky.edu to learn more about the University of Kentucky Family and Consumer Sciences Extension Program or contact your local extension agent for family and consumer sciences. We build strong families. We build Kentucky. It starts with us.